0: it's really funny having everyone's um, <laughs> feedback from last week and that's in general what um, pastor Susan even prayed earlier on today which was really powerful um, when it came to the area of us overcoming our unbelief so um, everything I'm gonna share today is not me coming at you actually it's, it's, it's about me so I can preach it well hallelujah yeah. <laughs> So nobody should feel that Pastor Ayo is ating them. Ayo's talking about himself. Amen? Just in case they thought Pastor was indirect to me in the message today. God is long. I'm using the word long in the slangish terms of like, you know, this thing is long. Does everybody understand that word long, yeah? Yeah. Cool. So, next slide for me. I really... Only love God as much as I love the person I love the least, my dear sister, Holy Ghost Catholic sister Dorothy Day. Last week we spoke about this, we spoke about our expression of God is only really counts to how we express to one another and to the least. Of one another very sobering deep statement because last week I brought a paradigm to close friends where if we claim to love God we must love one another yeah. this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his or her life for his or her friends you are my friends if you do what i command you and here jesus wraps around the cross what he did on the cross he wraps it around his commandment to us to love another and he says this is what you are to me I.e., my friends if you do what i say so we lastly we kind of summarize that basically community is the expression of god's love for us and to us it's not good for us to be alone and the church is a body aka a family god's love for us it's not good to be alone to us we can find family huh? yeah so, so on that backdrop We're going to talk about what love is, which is number one, it's patient. And love is kind. This scripture is describing the character of God. So when we read this, we read a lot of weddings. What we're really reading is that Jesus is patient with ire. Jesus is kind to I Any type of intimacy that we want with God will always birth in us patience. Because what is God doing? God is forming us to look like him. You pray all the time, and he look more like you. Refine as fire. All these beautiful songs, all we're echoing is that God will make us look like him. So when I say God is long, I'm playing on the words that God is patient. Sometimes what we call long is God working in us. Now, it's key for all these weeks that we've been discussing that if we're going to truly have intimacy with God, it has to come from knowing that God is love. I want to keep echoing that throughout today's session because any other motivation behind intimacy will end in fertility. It will amount to nada. It will be frustrating. It will be... This thing is not working. I am out. I'm going to Scripture to emphasise this point. Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. Are you guys with me so far, yeah? yeah. i put that here. Our intimacy of God will always be initiated by his love for us. This is a prayer that Paul prays for the Ephesians church. He starts off with this that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith." So he says, the entry point for our walk with God is that we believe in Jesus. And Jesus is dwelling in our hearts by our faith in him. Amen? Then after we believe in Jesus, he wants us to be rooted and grounded in love. Didn't it say holiness? Didn't it say perfection. Didn't it say It di- said in what? Love. If you love me, you will obey my commands. I'm making this strong because God is saying the foundation on which he put upon must be me. God is love. Yeah? The next verse says may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth and the height of love. That word comprehend means to understand. Verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth Knowledge that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. So the journey of my walk is that Christ comes into my heart by faith. He dwells there. He dwells. He dwells. He dwells, he dwells in my heart by faith. And God's goal is that I want to root you and ground you in the understanding of my love for you. This love is it's broad, it's long, it's deep, and it's high. But then he lets us know that this love that we need to know is going to bypass knowledge, Tony. This is a gathering information about God. This knowing of the love is something that ought to be encountered. So when we talk about intimacy with God, God is talking about, I want you to know the love I have for you. I want you to come to a place where this knowing isn't something you can repeat to me. It's something that you ought just to live and experience. Are you guys following me here, yeah? Yeah. He then equates that to us being filled with all the fullness of God. Meaning, you don't need to have theology 101 to whatever number to be filled with God. You need to know the love of God. I want to echo this shrunk, because for some of us, like myself, in our walk with God, we left this and we pursued knowledge. We got a cerebral understanding. I could give you the scriptures about God's love. I could tell you, I could explain it to you, but it's one thing to say something. It's one thing to know it. Amen? The doctor can tell me about my wife. Bear things that I don't have a clue, but he doesn't know Susan like I know Susan. You guys follow me here, yeah? Make him this strong I want to lay a foundation as to why sometimes we're not intimate with God. Next, next slide, please. Amen. <clears throat> Put down here. There is no intimacy with God, when our understanding of his love is not the foremost in our hearts. It's very hard to be intimate with someone that you think is angry or irritated or just thinks you're a nuisance. I? I don't know about you, but sometimes that's how I feel that God feels about me. No? You you wouldn't say it, but that's what you believe in your heart. Because whatever you believe, you actually do. Subconsciously or consciously. And I've come to realise that if this love does not stay at the front, Hassan, I will quickly go into works. That's why he could go to the church in Revelations 2, give them a nice dossier report, You've done this, you've exposed the force, you've done this, but you've forsaken your first love. You have a reputation that you're alive, but actually you're really dead. So sometimes our activity that looks like God can sometimes deceive us that this is what loving God looks like. You guys following me here, yeah? Trying to be as real today as possible. Because I don't know about you, these last six weeks, has your intimacy with God grown? And if it doesn't, if it hasn't, it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. And it's okay. God is a doctor. Hallelujah. He fixes and heals. Actually, he creates new hearts. God's love has to produce an understanding in us that sometimes our prayer journey of God is a walk of patience, guys. Sometimes it's not about how quick God answers. It's about what is that prayer time doing to you. It's about how are you seeing him. Are you guys following me today? Huh? Like, like, trust me, I've got a prayer list, guys. and God answers prayers you have not because you ask not but on that day the criteria won't be what I did it will be do I know you you guys following me today yeah Yeah. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. next slide please So, yeah, our lack of understanding of His love makes us impatient to His ways. Right, so, I want to give a natural example. So, I like to be punctual. I like being on time. I, I hate being late. Uh, that's one prayer I pray for when baby comes, because I'm just like, Fam, "God help me." <laughs> I'm like, "We need two cars, babes." But um, <laughs> So obviously, you know, I've been married five years now, you know, and, you know, there's been improvement, I want out of it's been good. But obviously now, season, you know, she's pregnant, so a bit more late these days. I'm, I'm, my response hasn't changed, guys. Now, is that good? Tell me, is that good? Thank you, Tommy. you're not like scared. Is that good? Yeah. I say no? <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good. Because I have to understand, she's pregnant. So my understanding restructures my expectations that should now say, Ayo, don't become frustrated because you told her to do this at this time, and she didn't do it, and now we're (laughs) late. But we do the same thing with God. But the reality is, we do this with God. When God says not yet, or when God says no, or when God's not even answering Where's your understanding of who God is that's allowing you to walk in patience to what you're praying for. You guys follow me here? And then we do our own thing, it doesn't work, and then we blame God. Mm -hmm. Then we start saying things that were offended with God or disappointed with God and all these other things and, and the reality is if we, if we backtrack the process yeah. Okay. Yeah. did you do what God said? Yeah. And sometimes what God says is wait yeah. Yeah. love is patient you guys follow me today yeah? yeah. 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 next slide please give me time please Iman, is this the next slide here? Okay. <laughs> it's alright, sir. It's no problem. <laughs> so I'll put that here. Prayer becomes long. It becomes undesirable. It becomes a chore. It becomes all these things when understanding is lacking. Bible says, get wisdom. Know that I get in Get understanding. So wisdom today is, guys, you should pray every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pray. But then it's the understanding of that wisdom that's going to sustain that wisdom in your life. Yeah. You're following yeah. me, yeah? yeah? So when Jesus teaches us about prayer, he says this powerful verse. He says, and he told them a parable to the effect that they, me and you, ought always my goodness to pray and not lose heart Hmm. we ought always to pray and not lose heart we ought always to pray and not lose heart we ought always to pray and not lose heart. What does it mean to lose heart, not to give up? What does it mean to not lose heart? Don't allow what it is that you're praying for to wear you out. What does it mean not to lose heart? It it, it means to to keep believing, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And you can only keep doing it because you know that your God is able you guys following me here? It's not that God can. It's a matter of when God will. Okay. Yeah. That's what faith is. Yeah. It's about when God will. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge is God can. Faith is God will. will. Yeah. You guys following me here, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Every time we don't want to pray... Sometimes there's unanswered matters of the heart that are still lurking. It could be offense, it could be whatever it is. Whatever's happening in your heart that you're yet to really divulge and really roll over, really let go, these things begin to hamper what we call intimacy with God. And this can be consciously or subconsciously. That's why we need to have counseling and therapy and have community answer the real answer to the question of how are you? these things begin to unlock our hearts to now practice intimacy with God. Sometimes when prayer is long, it's it's weariness, it's tiredness. You see that that time when Jesus was praying in Gethsemane? Jesus said that he was overcome with sorrow. His humanity was coming to an understanding that he was about to die. And his prayer point kind of changed a little bit. He said, "You know, Lord, if this cup can pass, you know, can you just move it from me? But nevertheless, not my will, but Your will be done." And he asked some—he asked three friends, close friends—toss to to pray for him, and they were sleeping. Now, you know, we get them stick for sleeping, but the Bible says that they were overcome with sorrow. Your best friend, you know what I'm saying, your pops, your leader, just telling you about, I'm going to go and die, you're thinking, brethren, you can't leave us now. The streets are hot. <laughs> <laughs> Fire, we getting killed every other day. You're, you're leaving us? He has to say things like, I won't leave you offness. That was how deep the relationship was. There was a bond. And they couldn't pray because they were thinking he's about to go. The difference between Peter, James and John and Jesus was that Jesus understood the only way I'm going to get through this is with God. That's right. mm-hmm. Not to allow myself to be digging into the self-disappointment and the self-agony of what's about to happen because we can't fix what we want to do by ourselves. Are you guys following me here? Huh? Yeah. So sometimes when we say being selfish or having a self led Led life it isn't about you being this pompous, prideful. You know, it sometimes just means you just do things on your own. Yeah. Sometimes it's just literally you have your own understanding, and you're saying, "Well, God, this makes sense to me. I'm gonna do it this way and your way. Let's see." You guys yeah. following me here? Yeah. yeah. So when the scripture says, "Trust in the Lord with all of your heart." and lean on your own understanding this is what it means not to lose heart don't allow your perspective how you want it to come to pass how you how you how you i i, I how you think it should be to be the foremost of your mind during prayer you've got to come to a place where trusting god means i don't know how but god today we saw made a way you know the refrain says um, don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. That's what trust looks like. I understand God makes ways in wilderness. This situation right now, God is impossible in my own hands. But I'm going to trust that you, because you said I will. Once again, faith is God will. You guys, follow me here. So, so trust is so deep because it's literally Moses at the Red Sea thinking, I've got three million people behind me, how are we crossing this place? And Pharaoh and his chariots are just a bit, a couple of miles behind us. That's what it looks like. And Moses had built an element of trust in God that he knew, this is where I pray. <laughs> and God's like, why are you talking to me? What's in your hand? Lift it, boom, miracle. <laughs> wow. once again that story even shows us that God has already provided a way out it's in your hand, yeah, yeah, in my hand yeah. But you think your staff is insignificant but in, it, staff and Tossam plus God it's a done deal yeah, you guys follow me yeah? yeah but Moses could only have that because he was intimate Moses could only have that because Moses had come to a point where he has no plan B. Right. It's, it's either God or God or we die. Yes. That's what faith is. And some of us, let's be honest, we have prayer print, but we have plan B of how we would do it. So a lack of intimacy will always be trust issues. And it's okay, We, we grow in this thing. We don't become perfect in this thing. Each level of life will produce a new level of faith for us to believe God for some things. So God allows hard times and life to really build capacity within us, to mature us. We say all the time, we're not perfect. Well, this is what it looks like. Not being perfect means sometimes I have trust issues with God. I trust God, but not all of my heart. Sometimes I'm I'm talking to him, but I'm leaning on my own understanding. Romans 5, 3 to 5. Hope you guys are following me today, yeah? yeah? Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Hallelujah. Because we know that suffering produces Perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If we don't discern our hard times with truth we lose out on the process that births hope. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hmm. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's impossible to believe God without hope. But the reality is, is that when we're going through something and it looks hopeless, sometimes we don't pray because we think God won't come through and we'll look ashamed. This shame thing is very powerful, guys. Because sometimes the shame is that we're using our past failures and trying to write it on God's resume. Uh, and, and so, when we go through hard times, aka suffering, we lose out on the production of perseverance, which is patience. God can no longer work character. Then we don't have hope. Uh, and, then, uh, and, we und- and then the hope that ought to remove shame, we don't get to experience, which is backed by God's love being poured into our hearts. By the Holy Spirit. So, so, even times when they're hard, God is teaching me something about his love. His love is still available. The Holy Ghost has been given to you. It's his job to remind you that God is with you through it. And it's echoed this because sometimes we, we, we deserve hard time we God not got up with us. He's with you, beloved. He was with David, Joseph, the list gets longer in the Old Testament, he was with them. Some of them were in prison, Miami clays. David lost his mind, guys. You know, you know those people you see on the streets that have lunatics? That was David, but he had lost his mind. But God was with him. His mind came back to him through him, feeding on the faithfulness and the love of God. So i put that on the equation. Hope minus shame equals love. We, we, we have to deal with this thing called shame that doesn't allow us to open our mouths to pray to God. We've got to deal with this fear of shame that if I pray and it doesn't come through, I'm going to look like a fool. Wow, okay, yeah, that's real. That fear of failure so that I don't try anyway. Yeah. Guys, you were designed not to give up. The suffering, this hard season, it, I'm telling you, it's going to produce perseverance in you. I'm telling you it's going to build patience, endurance in you. I'm telling you a new you is going to come forward because a character, a trait is going to be formed in you. And this character that's going to be formed in you is going to give you a new understanding of God's love. It's going to build hope for you to keep on going tomorrow. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Hmm. Love never fails. So we all know the deal. Growth isn't happening in comfort. So sometimes loss is just a test. Do you want God or do you want stuff? Sometimes, all the time, guys. Sometimes. Sometimes the the, the 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 testing of your faith. Through trial and temptations, maybe there is a joyful expectation you should possess because now God is working in you patience. And this patience is going to birth perfection, meaning you will lack nothing. James 1, 2-5. But James is real. He says, you know what, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Because sometimes I need wisdom to endure the trial. And he says that God gives liberally, freely, without finding fool. Once again, he's addressing you because sometimes we don't pray because we think God won't answer because of what I did. God is patient. God knows you're going to act like a fool, beloved. God knows you're going to trip sometimes. God knows sometimes we may not do it fully, but all the time God said you can pray and ask for wisdom, and I'll give it to you without finding fault. Get wisdom. It's the principal thing. But in all that I get in, get understanding. James was painting a picture that he realized through his life that every time he went through a trial, test, temptation. God was working in him. That's why he could could consider it pure joy. Are you guys following me today? So James' understanding of life gave us a nugget now where he tells us, hey, you're going through a trial? Consider it pure joy. And that joy is also our strength. it's really key guys that we build a, a big context to what we're going through because if we don't that's when we begin to be doing the worries me God forgot me we, we, we begin to isolate our experiences like we haven't got a whole book full of experiences of people going through madnesses and god came through so sometimes let's be honest we need to update our cv of god you need to read your bible Because I've come to understand when it comes to this place called intimacy that the enemy's goal with what I'm going through is to try to shift what I think about God. He he wants to reframe my perspective of God. If he can do that, he can affect my belief. Affect my belief, affect my faith. Affect my faith, um, affect the outcome. So each time we're going through something, Satan has an agenda. And that agenda, guys, is to distort our view of God. Remember what I said? A lack of understanding hinders intimacy. If I start to believe the wrong thing about God, I'm not understanding him correctly. You guys following me? Yeah. So, sounds faulty. I've got to end here because time has gone. But I hope this is helping you guys. Like I said, I'm talking about myself. Amen? It's a true fit. Praise the Lord Jesus. Once again, David is going through a madness. Always going through a madness. Bless him, man. Passionate young man for God. (laughs) I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me and heard my cry. You know what? I'm going to read verse two as well. Oh, gosh. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Verse 3. He also put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Uh, and many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Let's just read it again. This man was waiting patiently for God. And God eventually came through. Look where he was praying from, Tosa. A horrible pit. Beloved, I don't care where you are. I do not care where you are. If you can pray to your God, He will answer. Amen. David wasn't praying from a place of of, of high of 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 comfort of, of 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 being. So he was in a horrible pit. The Bible says, "A miry clay," but God set His feet upon a rock. This these words waited patiently in the Hebrew, far enough, mean the same way. mean the same thing. But what was David doing when he repeated himself? He was addressing the posture of his waiting. He wasn't waiting, irritated. He was waiting patiently. That patiently was a confidence of knowing that as I wait, God will answer. Put the passage translation on, Iman. I waited and waited and waited some more. Patiently. Look at that word again. Knowing God would come free for me. Knowing the love of God that surpasses knowledge. David pulled on his previous experiences that God... Not that he will can, but God will. And he allowed this to bloister his faith, to increase expectation, to shift his posture. And then at last, he bent down and listened to my cry. Let's stand to our feet. Sometimes in this thing called intimacy, There is a waiting that's beyond words, sometimes it's tears, sometimes it's silence. But one thing waiting patiently on the Lord is, is that it is the greatest expression of your authentic self before God, because you're no longer trying to find the right words to say, you're just bringing who you are in this present time. Sometimes we don't have words. But even then, faith still speaks because we came. Hmm. Oh God. Hmm. Being present with God is better than having the right words to say, guys. I'm trying to draw you into intimacy not into getting to sound like me and Susan when we pray, let's pray like this. No, no, I'm trying to get you to come to him. And For me last year, that looked like silence. There was a season in my life where God told me, I don't want to hear anything, sit down, be still, pen and paper. And I won't lie, sometimes I fell asleep. <laughs> After a while, we got there. Amen? Amen? I'll be real. But it was the best time ever, guys. The stillness of waiting patiently allowed me to be one with myself. Where I realized where I really was at. Where there were conversations in my heart that were happening that I wasn't consciously aware of. Where there were things in my heart that was really blocking what it meant to be intimate with God. And God, in his faithfulness and love, said, I want to deal with that. He's a bad daddy. He doesn't give us what we want. Cannot deal with what's happening inside of us. So when we say love is patient, we need to understand there's something greater than what you can get. The greatest thing is Him. Mm -hmm. It's Him. It's Him. It's Him. Are you guys fooling me today? That time of silence and pen and paper. It was beautiful, guys. It was hard. It was long, it was worth it. So even now, I just want to release a word that we will wait on God. Those who wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. I need you to understand that your weakness is a gift to God. Your weakness qualifies you to wait on God. Prayer ain't for those who are strong. It's for those who understand that they are weak and they need God. Are you guys following me today? If we think about prayer being list orientated, of course it will be hard to pray when times are hard. But if we mean that, prayer is the resource. Prayer is the, is, 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 is the, is, is the plumb line. Prayer is the place where God gives me perspective of what I'm going through. We will pray more. Yeah, It's understanding. So, like the prayer was earlier today, God, I believe. Yeah. I know what Pastor Ayah is saying is true. Yeah, I, know. I know he's right, but Lord, mm-hmm. you can see what's happening in my heart. You are aware of the trauma. You are aware, God, God, I bring these things to you. That's how you pray. Yeah, Susan will tell you every day, I'm like, Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm acknowledging that I need you. So, Father, I pray that you will help your children to know and to understand that you are for them and not against them. If you did not spare your own son, but you gave him freely for us all, will not freely give unto us all things? Therefore, like Paul, Father, we pray, may we be persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God may we be persuaded may we come to know what we say we believe ah God God I'm asking for you work in me to will and desire intimacy with you teach me that time spent with you is never wasted teach me Father that time with you is never wasted Lord, renew my mind to prayer. Teach me that prayer is ought to be happening at all times. Teach me how to pray about everything. Teach me how to cast my burdens unto you. Teach me how to understand that, Lord, you care for me. Lord, reframe my mind this afternoon. Teach me how to pray in this season, God. Father, it's hard. Father, it gets long. Oh, father, sometimes it's too heavy. Lord, the yoke is heavy. The burden is heavy. Lord, I need rest for my soul. God, I'm lacking peace. God, I'm disappointed. God, I'm I'm scared. I'm afraid. God, God, I'm all these things and more. But what are these things in your hands, God? Yes. Oh, la ba Holy amasakaya. Father, help me to wait on you. Father, heal me. Restore me. Create a clean heart within me. I bring my failures. I Bring my cycles, I bring my sin, I bring all of it to you guys. All of it. To you. Lord, you desire truth in the inward parts. So today, through intimacy, as a community, we practice honesty with you. Lord, here I am. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Y'all may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen.